This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we've been... <laughs> is that annoying? <laughs> Not to me, but it might be to someone else. You were saying, carry on, carry, carry on. on, carry on. <laughs> so listeners, we've been asking you to submit your reviews by going to the podcast iTunes station. Station store place. Yeah. And, and you can't do it through the podcast app. You got to go to the store. Yep. It's a little difficult. Michael, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Intuitively, I want to open up my my podcast app and hit, uh, I love this and leave a rating and review. Well, iTunes apparently does not want to make that easy. So only the most rabid loyal fans can leave ratings and reviews. So, um, at the end of the podcast, go, um, just listen. It'll be a brief, uh, one minute tutorial on how to leave a rating and review, but here's the reality. Um, I think when we started this podcast, um, we did not expect it to have a broad reach beyond much of the village church. Right. It was um, basically for our church family. Totally. And um, what happens is as pastors, we get so many questions and we wanted to just give a central place for people to be blessed by this. Well, what happened is apparently we don't totally stink at this. And so um, people started giving it away to their friends, sharing it on Facebook. We started to grow a Facebook presence on this through the village church Facebook page, which is right. great. But the reach is limited when you do it that way. I I mean, it's exposed, but it's limited. And there are millions of people every single day who go into iTunes and they search for different subjects. And we're nowhere to be found unless you search Q&A podcast. And so one of the things that we realized is if this is blessing our church, we want to give it away for free to as many people as humanly possible. That's right. The best way to do that are by downloads, reviews, and ratings. And so the way you get more downloads is to leave higher reviews and ratings. So we're just asking all of our listeners, if you've been blessed by this, would you take literally the one minute that it requires of you? Yeah. Go to the iTunes store, leave a rating and review. We'd appreciate it. And uh, we've just really sensed that God wants us to give this away and extend our reach with this a little bit further. Pastor Michael, you gave a sermon on February 21st, 2016 that generated a lot of questions. And I know you felt like you were struggling with it. I thought you were spot on, but it generated a bunch of questions. So we're going to answer some of those questions right here on this podcast. So here's our first question that was kind of submitted to you. Can I lose my salvation? Yeah. The num- a lot of people struggle with this. Yes. I underestimated how many people at the Village Church actually are wrestling. So at the time of recording, um, the sermon was two days ago. This is Tuesday. It was Sunday. Is that two or three days technically? I don't know, 48 hours, something (laughs) like that. And um, between that day and last night, um, I met with my community group. And uh, the number of responses, I, I don't know that I've ever gotten more responses on a sermon than I have this one. And those responses were all within the first two days. And that's great. It's great. That tells you that people are thinking that the sermon made people think through what you were saying, what you were trying to share with them. Yep. Uh, One negative response, which is fine, which means there's about 30 more that are waiting to come out, which I'm that's fine. That's preaching. Right. But uh, but really the quantity of encouragement of people saying, oh, my gosh, that was super helpful. And uh, really what that did is it actually led me to take all of these questions that came in. And we're going to spend, I think, the next uh, five 
five, six, seven days of questions of, of the Q and A podcast and focusing on. And this. these are all fantastic questions, yeah. listeners. And, and the first one, it's it's actually really hard to answer. You already said, it, "Can I lose my salvation?" So we're going to talk about this today and tomorrow. Okay, um, and that's going to be really important because there's a lot to talk about. I want to read you a quote from uh, Charles Spurgeon. He says this: "I do not know how some people." who believe that a Christian can fall from grace, how they can manage to be happy. It must be a very commendable thing in them to get through a day without despair. If I did not believe the doctrine of the final perseverance of the saints, I think that I should be of all men the most miserable because I would lack any ground of comfort. Oh, that's deep. And I want to just give Charles Spurgeon a big hearty amen. Amen, yes. I... If I did not know that I know that I know that you once you were saved, you were always saved, eternal security or perseverance of the saints or whatever the doctrine you want to call it. If I did not know that my salvation was secure. How miserable would you be? Oh, my gosh. I'm an idiot. The things I'm capable of doing, let alone thinking, because apparently you're judged for not just what you do, but what you think and what you feel. You know, like Mm -hmm. I am amazed at the things my heart wants and the things that my brain thinks, let alone the things that my hands do. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm very personally grateful for the clear doctrine that you cannot lose your salvation. I want to just make that clear. And as I preached the sermon, I wrestled through this, this issue. There are some that doubt and they need assurance big time. And there were a number of people on Sunday who I can look at their life and say, um, I can give you confidence that when you die, you're going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who have assurance that need to doubt. And I look at them and I'm like, your security is not in Christ, but in your own good works or another other thing. And and I just want to look at them and say, you really need to test and examine yourself to see whether or not your salvation is legit because you're not evidencing some basic fruits of the That's spirit right. that, that the we would expect to see. doesn't follow the faith. Totally, totally, totally. So there, there are three things I want to just um, frame this discussion with. Whenever we're talking about this subject, we got to talk about three things. Number one, um, when you're interpreting scripture, there are always going to be really hard hard passages. Okay. That's right. But for something that is so basic and true, we say the preponderance or the overwhelming quantity of evidence toward the truthful position will be there. And in the case of eternal security, there's a preponderance of evidence. There's an overwhelming amount of evidence that once saved, always saved. It seems to be the thrust of the vast majority of scriptures on this issue. I'll just give you one quick concept, idea, biblical, whatever. Um, once saved, always saved. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Right. Or he finishes what he started. He will finish in you what he began. Well, will he or won't he? That's right. The answer it, is yes, that's he up will. To God. Two just simple doing. quotes of scripture that are just the tip of the iceberg of passages of scripture that say, no, God is faithful. God will keep his children. And so here's what we said in the sermon on Sunday. The question is not can I lose my salvation? The question is, will Jesus ever lose any of the followers of him that the father gives him? Can Jesus lose any Mm -hmm. of the father's kids? And the answer is no. No. I lose junk all the time. Jesus doesn't lose anything. Okay. (laughs) So that being said, most people, when they read scripture, they're like, okay, I see the preponderance is toward you can't lose your salvation. But then there are these verses that just... Mm -hmm grind you. And I actually want to spend today's episode and tomorrow's episode um, really talking about those verses. The second thing that we need to talk about here um, is that there is a requirement in the reader of scripture to differentiate between verses that are addressing what's happening on the surface 
and what's happening behind the scenes. So on the surface, and you'll see this in your own life, there will be people who believed in Jesus and then fall away. And behind the scenes, here's the question. Were they really saved in the first place? Right. And if you don't know how to think about salvation behind the scenes, you're just going to conclude by looking at the evidence around you um, that people lose their salvation. Well, that's actually not true. People don't lose their salvation. We just fail to understand what was happening behind the scenes. That's right. And then thirdly, Jesus gave us a grid to process these experiences. And it's in Luke chapter 8, verses 9 to 15. I really just want to take a minute and read this so we can all be on the same page with this. And here's what it says. To you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others, they are in parables. Why, Jesus? So that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Wow. Jesus actually speaks in parables Mm -hmm. so that people don't trust in him. Crazy. That's weird. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones in the rocks are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. And their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. And here's what Jesus is trying to say, big picture. Now, with any parable, if you try to hyperanalyze it too deeply, it's That's just right. going to be gonna nonsense. Get you in trouble. Right. Here's the point. Disciples, there's a whole bunch of people, and some people are just going to like reject me completely. Mm-hmm. Some people, they're going to hear it for a little while and they're going to be like, yay. And then they're going to fall away because of suffering or trials or time or whatever. And then there are going to be some people who you are going to be just convinced they are true, genuine believers. And then time and suffering and the cares of this world and money and stuff and distractions are just going to expose the reality of what's in their heart. And then there are going to be those who, I love how he says this with patience, over time, you're going to see that over time and through suffering that the real Christians, the real followers, the ones who are truly going to have the Holy Spirit that I'm going to give you when I ascend into heaven, right? Those people are going to be exposed over time. And so here's what Jesus says. He's like, look, here's the deal. There's going to be a lot of people who fall away. There's going to be people who look like they're saved and then they're not. And this is the grid. It's an experiential grid. Like this is going to happen but here's how you're going you're gonna to know who's genuine. They're going to persevere. Right. Jesus says over and over and over again, those who persevere to the end will be saved. That's mm-hmm. it. Time is how you know whether or not you're truly going to go to heaven. Time is the great weeder router, if you will, of people who are not really saved. And the second great weeder router, that's not a word, but I like it. <laughs> I love you know, that word. Weeder router is suffering. Yeah. Time and suffering. And then Jesus would add a third one. Money, stuff, and distractions, you know, Um, those three things together, uh, because this life is filled with stuff and money and suffering and time. Yeah. Distractions that Satan would use to pull away God's children. Totally. So you give anyone enough time and the quality, the genuineness, the authenticity of their faith is clearly going to be seen. So as we look at now verses that seem to communicate one can lose their salvation, they fall in two categories. 
The first category is the easiest one to deal with. These are verses that state that only those who persevere to the end will be saved. And if you're not careful, you might conclude the following. I need to work or do good works to keep my salvation. Now, Tim. That, that is not what Scripture clearly teaches throughout. No. Uh, Jesus, the apostles, etc., they never once teach that if you want to keep your salvation, you have to you do good working. works to no, keep it. No, no, no. That is terrible, okay? But if you're not reading carefully, we can come to terrible conclusions. That's right. Here's what he is saying, that we do not work to keep our salvation, but our good works reveal they the reveal. authenticity of our salvation. And what has already happened at the soul level of the person. Totally. So that what we do reveals what is in our hearts. Heart. Our, our actions don't create our hearts, they reveal, reveal our hearts. So that is so important. So in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 2, I'll just I'll read this for you. It says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if, man, this if, yes. uh, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you unless you believed in vain. Here's what he's saying. You're standing in the gospel. Like, this is beautiful. And this is the message by which you're being saved. But hear me, your faith is in vain. It's useless. It's fruitless. It's uh, the faith of demons. Even the demons believed and shuddered, right? right? If you don't persevere to the end. Because those who have the Holy Spirit necessarily persevere to the end. Right. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing in their hearts is helping them persevere. Yes. Carrying them along. Preach, Pastor Let, let them know that they have hope even in the moment of suffering or in the season of suffering. Drop the mic and walk away. Done. Dude, that's it. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if, here it is, we do not give up. Right. And uh, you get to this point. I mean, it's you could read this and say, man, I got to keep working or I'm going to go to hell. No. No, 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 no. Jesus will preserve every child of God that the Father gives to him. And that's a promise that he makes to us. 100%. So those are easy. You're going to open up your Bible and you're going to see all these if passages. Don't get freaked out by them. When you read them, here's how you know you're saved. Time, suffering, and distractions you continue to pursue faithfulness to Jesus. Perfectly? No. No, maybe not. Progressively? Yes. yes. Amen. So the second category are verses that seem to communicate that you can lose your salvation. These are the hardest ones, okay? And when we get to these verses, we have to remember this. The preponderance of evidence is toward the perspective that you cannot lose your salvation. Like 95% of all of the scriptures point to that truth. And then there are a couple of scriptures that pop up and it's like, wait a minute, this feels like you can lose your salvation. Now, here's what's interesting. I want to draw like a connection point here. All of them have one thing in common, and this is really, really, really important. All of them are written to Jews who became Christians and are wrestling with whether or not to go back to Judaism. That's right. Every single one of them. In fact, all of them are in the book of Hebrews, except for one. We'll read the one in Galatians, and then tomorrow we're going to come back, and we're actually just going to do a walkthrough of a number of passages of scriptures in Hebrews, because Hebrews could be the most discouraging or encouraging book if you don't know how to read <laughs> yes. it correctly, right? And so the one we'll look at today, and this will be the final verse of our, our Q&A today, is Galatians 5, 3 through 5. Here's what Paul says. 
again, talking about Jews who are considering going back to Judaism. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. So if you're going to make circumcision a big deal, then you need to keep all the law. Do it all. Okay, got to do it all. Do the whole law. Yeah. You are severed from Christ. Whoa. Like Mm. you who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly await for the hope of righteousness. So you're a Jew and you're hearing this. And you trusted in Jesus. And as we know, not everybody who trusts in Jesus truly has the Holy Spirit in them. Right. And he looks at them and he gives them this warning. And he says, if you go back to Judaism, you're severed from Christ. This whole thing, the whole death of Christ, all that, it doesn't apply to mm-hmm. you. Now, you could read this and you you could look at it and say, well, he look, he said they fell from grace. They clearly lost their salvation. And here's what's happening. He is speaking on an experiential level with them. Right. He's looking at them and saying, look, while you're in the community and you're professing faith, we're going to tell you you're a Christian. But if you walk away from this, then this is done. You're not a Christian. But all they're really doing is exposing the genuineness of their salvation in the first place. And you might say to me, Michael, you can't just take your theology and ramrod it on this text because that's not what the text says. Well, he says in verse 5, right after he says this, for through the Spirit, by faith. Not by works. Not not by by the flesh. Right. We ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Here's what he's saying. You Jews who are thinking about going back, you don't have the Spirit. Because if you had the Spirit, you would be eagerly waiting for Jesus. But because you are thinking about going back, it is exposing the reality that the Spirit may not be in you. Here's how you know if the Spirit is in you. You're not wanting to leave Jesus, but you're expectantly waiting for Jesus. And That's the right. linchpin in this passage is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so he's looking at them on an experiential level, and he's saying, look, experientially, you're just you're going to be severed from Christ, from the community, from grace. You're done. But behind the scenes, he's saying this. If you have the Spirit, you will persevere to the end because God will preserve you That's to right. the end. Amen. That's his work. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today, listeners. Please do us a great favor by going to our church website and submit a question by going to the vcob.org and just click on that Q&A podcast question link. And then second, if this has been a blessing to you and what we've been sharing, don't forget that you can go to the iTunes store and write a review and you can listen to the tutorial at the end to know how to do that. Please join us next time when we finish answering this question, can I lose my salvation? A one-minute tutorial on leaving ratings and reviews. Step number one. Do not open your podcast app, but open the iTunes Store app on your phone or iPad or the iTunes Store on your computer. Step number two. Go into your search engine and type in the words Village Church of Bartlett. Step number three, use your eyes and see the purple podcast labeled Village Church Q&A Podcast and then click it or push it. Step number four, click ratings and reviews. It should be right in the middle of your page and you will have the opportunity to give us five stars. Five stars. stars. Please give us five stars. And right underneath that will bring us to step number 435,000. You will see the words, write a review. Click that, 
write your review, preferably if it is a kind review, we'd appreciate that. And you'll have the opportunity to write a title and a review. Your title is the name of your review, like Pastor Tim is beautiful. Pastor Michael is so lovely and wonderful. And then in your review, you actually write your comments, your feedback, your genuine, honest, candid thoughts on this podcast. Step infinity. Submit it. And you're all done. And on behalf of everybody here at the Village Church Q&A podcast, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And we want to get this content into as many hearts and hands as humanly possible. 